This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Now, Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio with guest host Jane Brown. Good afternoon. It is a law that's 12 years in the making in Canada. As you've just heard on Bob Comsick's newscast, the governing Liberals in Ottawa have introduced legislation to extend human rights protections to transgender Canadians, individuals who consider themselves to be a different gender than what their birth certificate stipulates. Now, the legislation would, if passed, make it illegal to prevent someone from getting a job or to discriminate in the workplace on the basis of gender identity or gender expression. The legislation would also update the criminal code to extend hate speech laws to include gender identity and gender expression. Justice Minister Jody Wilson-Raybould outlined details of the bill at a news conference in Ottawa this morning. Transgender and other trans-diverse persons have the right to live free from discrimination, hate propaganda, and hate crime. Our laws must reflect the rich diversity and inclusiveness, which are among our greatest strengths as Canadians. They must reflect the values that we as Canadians all embrace, inclusion, honesty, empathy, compassion, and generosity of spirit. We believe this legislation would ensure that everyone can live according to their gender identity and express their gender as they choose because Canada is only made stronger through inclusiveness. Now, fittingly, the bill has been introduced on the International Day Against Homophobia, Transphobia, and Biphobia. Similar legislation has failed to pass Parliament on a number of occasions, including the most recent attempt last year by NDP MP Randall Garrison, whose bill was gutted in the Senate. I want to hear from you today, Zoomers in the audience who are gay, bisexual, or transgender, who faced all kinds of discrimination, your stories, your journey... Your reaction to how far we've come, 416-360-0740 or 1-866-740-4740. And we're also getting reaction this afternoon from Maggie Casella, who's in studio with us now. Maggie is an American-Canadian actress, comedian, and writer, best known for hosting the Canadian television show Because I Said So, and founded the We're Funny That Way Comedy Festival to benefit LGBT charities. Welcome, Maggie. Hi. I can't believe you just outed me as an American. I That's just, oh my God. I, I feel so exposed. <laughs> and, and we want to hear that's your... That's my underbelly right there. We want to hear your views as an American, too, because this issue is huge right now in the States. Also on the phone with us, Robin Letson from 519 Outreach Toronto. This organization has been at the center of the LGBTQ community in Toronto and across Canada since 76. And they are experts in a wide range of LGBTQ and community development development issues. Robin, welcome to Fight Back. Your reaction to today's proposed legislation. Hi there. Thanks for having me. 
Uh, at the 519, we're really excited uh, to see this happen today. It's a, a really meaningful day to have this bill um, enter into Parliament. As you mentioned, um, it's been a long time coming. Uh, folks here, uh, our staff here, as well as community members who we serve here have been fighting uh, to see a bill like this come to the federal level for a long time. And it looks today like there's a really good shot that this will pass and, and become law in Canada. Robin, are you a transgender individual? I do identify as trans. And does so in your personal experience, does it address all of the issues? I mean, we haven't seen the bill in detail yet, so that's hard to say. I think it's important um, you know, I think what we're encouraged by is the fact that the Canadian Human Rights Commission consulted with communities through this process. So I'm really hopeful that this bill will be comprehensive and will be responsive uh, to the struggles that trans folks and gender non-conforming folks across the country face. What do you think uh, dissenters of this kind of legislation, and I feel that there are probably far, far fewer here in Canada than in the U.S., what are they scared of? What, what concerns them about this inclusiveness? Hmm, that's, a, that's a big question, a big complicated question. But, um, I mean, I think in a really general way, people fear what they don't know. And I think trans experience and identity has really only permeated the mainstream in recent years. Um, so while the folks that I work with and I'm in community with, you know, have been living, you know, lives in, in all kinds of interesting and exciting and gender variant ways for, for years, um, cisgender people, so people who don't identify as trans, aren't really familiar with the diversity of, of gender and of trans experience. And so it's just kind of, I think, that lack of knowledge and understanding uh, that gets people, people scared. Would you like to add to that, Maggie? What do you think? What, what scares people? Um, I don't know. Everything scares everyone. You know, yeah. if we look at, at, at all the problems in the world, most of them uh, are born of fear, I think. Um, and again, it's so it is different here than in the states. As you know, as I had practiced law in the states and had clients who were trans in the early '90s, which is interesting because <clears throat> that would make me one. Um, but uh, their experience in the early '90s was very uh, different than um, certainly the experience of trans people now. But I don't actually. I, I mean, maybe only in numbers because uh, it, it almost feels like the more certain things get out there, the more people feel like they can react um, negatively again in the States. Uh, I, I have a problem right now, obviously, with the bills that are going on in North Carolina and Mississippi. And I'm so happy to be living here where, you know, with the stroke of a pen, you know, Justin Trudeau, true to his word, if you will, um, is going to take care of something that should have been taken care of a long time ago. Also noted that he does it on on he does it on today, just like he did with the you know pot legislation was on 420. Um, nothing seems to be lost on this guy. So uh, you know I'm hoping for the best. And you know my wife and I talked about this this morning. She just turned to me and said, "Jesus, you know it's so much different here, really." And and she's Canadian, Canadian, right? So yeah, I hope that answers your question. It certainly does. And I think that there will be 
far less reaction to this proposed legislation in Canada. I think it's just another news day. It's another development in government. It's something that we're not going to hear a whole lot from. I mean, we are looking for your reaction today, but we're primarily looking for your experiences as Zoomers, having lived in Canada as a gay person, a bisexual person, or a transgender individual. 416-360-0740-1866-740-4740. Walter from Hamilton, you'd like to join the conversation? Yes, I certainly would. First of all, with this uh, new law, I've never been so proud to be a Canadian. I'm going to tell you that right off the bat, because I had a dear friend of mine whose name is also Robin, and she's been the best friend I ever had, a transsexual friend, for 43 years before, unfortunately, cancer took her away. And this is a big attribute to her hard work, because she always fought for their rights, for what's coming now, for transgender people. I supported her every bit of the way through it. And uh, I was, uh, the last time I talked to her about this, I did mention that uh, at this moment, before this law come in today, that um, each time we claim that all Canadians are treated equal, it's wrong, it's a lie, because transgender people were not treated as equal. And now we can, with full, open-eyed honesty, claim that all will be treated as equal by including transgendered people into the Human Rights Code and also in the uh, law to protect everyone. This is a big, big, big deal for Canada. And as a Canadian, I'm proud as could be. And cheers to my friend uh, Robin. Uh, I know she's no longer with me anymore. That, I feel sad there. Well, she. It's so I nice think she's. Her. I think she's always with you, and right. you're always with her. And I. Uh, I would just like to say what an incredible friend and human being you you are and have been in, in supporting her over 43 years. Well, yeah, because there, there there would have been a time where that was not an easy thing to do to be a friend of a transgender person, Walter. You're absolutely correct because I know. I've, I've fought uh, for human rights all the time. I fought petitions against the KKK when Alexander McCorkle was trying to, to establish a, a chapter in Toronto. I signed petition against that, and I even suggested the mayor to, of Toronto at that time to quadruple the municipal taxes on people who will support uh, you know, organization by renting to them you know, the, the, of, of hate. We can do something to combat that. So I remember that, and I, I, I fought for the rights of gay people as well, uh, you know, bisexual, transgender people, and the disabled, and many others. So I've always been a human rights fighter all along. And transgender people rank high on my list to support them because, like I said, 43 years friendship with a person, that is serious. That's a big part of my life. Walter, thank you so much for your call and sharing your story. Okay, thank you very much. Robin Letson from 519 Outreach Toronto. Is the attitude, or how much different is the attitude in Toronto than in the rest of Canada? Are we far more tolerant in this city, or do Walter's views reflect how most Canadians feel? Hmm, 
um, I mean, I'm, I'm from Toronto and have spent most of my life here, so it's hard for me to speak to, you know, in a comprehensive way to the rest of Canada. I think we're, you know, as, as a trans person who serves other trans folks here in Toronto, I think we're lucky to, we have access to, to a lot of really great services. Um, we're, we're quite visible here in the city. Um, and at the same time, you know, there are folks who, who, who are trans identified here who face a lot of struggles and a lot of discrimination, you know, because trans is only one aspect of, of someone's identity. So um, for folks here who identify as trans women, who identify as racialized trans people, disabled trans people, they're struggling against multiple forms of discrimination and oppression. Um, and even here in as progressive a city as Toronto, um, I think are still up against um, a lot and, and have, you know, and we all have a long way to go uh, in terms of, of accepting and celebrating folks in, in the whole of their identities. Let's speak to that. Maggie Casella, who's in studio with us. Are we, as once this law passes, are we as inclusive of uh, society as is possible? Well, I, I don't I you can never get people to always agree on everything or to be uh uh, the kind of human beings that they, I, I think that they should be in terms of good citizens of the world. I think that we're seeing a, um, a what I would call a growth spurt in this area. <clears throat> this has been going on for, I mean, there was a, a point in history or history or whatever street um, <laughs> that, you know, trans people were celebrated. There was a point that, you know, where people of the same sex who were involved could have been married. You know, all of things change because of, a lot of times religion, you know, beliefs change, things change, power systems change, and that changes everything all the way down. I think with shows like Transparent, with with certain things that have happened, um, people are understanding a little bit more or a little bit more uh, accepting. I never I, – I, no disrespect to you, but the word tolerant makes me want to um, – gives me the shivvies um, – I, I think that people are, understand that, you know, while sexuality is on a spectrum, the gender is also now on a spectrum and that people can find themselves fitting in. Um, and Robin, you can jump in and tell me whether you agree with this or not, but uh, in different places on that spectrum, um, that you're not necessarily a male or a female or you are a male or a female or you are somewhere in between your gender fluid and that that's where I, I think people hopefully are getting to the point where they don't need to know what you are in order to have a conversation with you. They don't need to say, what are you? You know, I mean, what do I talk all you? Right. What, what the message I liked, um, I believe it was at the last Pride Festival, was that concept, Robin, of people should be free to love who they want to love. I thought that that really captured the essence of who we are as human beings. Mm-hmm, definitely. Yeah. And I think... Um, yeah, I think you've both made really excellent points about, you know, just a lot of uh, kind of the basis for how we understand people is really oversimplified. And, and gender is a hugely good example of that. You know, the idea that gender is as simple as one of two categories is, you know, I think for as, as long as humans have existed, not actually really been the case. Gender is a hugely diverse concept. Um, it's you know, it's it's diverse in terms of culture and history, and um, so I think I think what this bill does and what these conversations do is really 
complicate and kind of innovate our understandings of and I the think possibilities for gender. And I think it's hard, I think, Robin, uh, sometimes for people to understand the difference between or the melding of, of sexuality and gender. They mm-hmm. don't understand how someone could be transgender and then attracted to right. the same sex that they were attracted to mm-hmm. before. Why even bother? Because the two things are not the same. And that's a conversation mm-hmm. that has to happen. Mm-hmm. You know, gender and sexuality are two completely different things. If you look at, again, you know, I, I point to a, a lot to media uh, representations and even watching a show like Masters of Sex, which is set, mm. you know, back in the 50s or 60s or 70s, whenever I think 70s. And, it, and maybe it was actually the 60s where he uh, uh, births a baby that is, is intersex. And and says to the father, you know, you don't don't do anything. The father's like, no, like, you know, make my make that baby a gender. So ah. this has been going on for a very long time. Mm-hmm. Um, and the fact that, you know, uh, gender has been chosen for some babies mm-hmm. uh, a, a, during those time periods, which to me is just uh, it's just ugh, I just can't. Robin, what is it that you feel uh, when you're a young person before you become a transgender person, or sorry, you you always are a transgender person, but before you make the official change in your life, mm. uh, do, you ju- do you just feel out of place all the time? Like, what is the feeling that you have? Hmm. I mean, I think, yeah, so I work, I work with lots and lots of trans-identified youth and gender-queer, gender-non-binary youth. Um, yeah, I think... I think that's a good way of putting it, feeling out of place, feeling maybe unseen or misunderstood, um, maybe feeling like, uh, yeah, like also really fearful of, of a bunch of different spaces that you have to interact with on a daily basis. So going to school, going to the doctor's office, um, riding the bus, these can be really scary places, um, if, particularly if you're gender nonconforming, so if you, if you present in a way uh, that, you know, isn't kind of stereotypically masculine or feminine, or um, I think, you know, there, there's a lot of fear that you live with um, and, and a lot of fear around what something like coming out might mean, the risks it could put you at as a young person. This is Fight Back with Libby Snymer, Jane Brown filling in today on Zoomer Radio. And we're talking about the introduced, the new legislation, the proposed legislation uh, that will protect transgender Canadians and give them the same human rights as all other Canadians. And I'd, I'd like to discuss with our guests when we come back and continue to take your phone calls as well. 416-360-0740, 740 about what is happening in the United States. Let's, let's discuss the so-called bathroom laws, what those mean and how those are affecting people in the U.S. That's all coming up next on Zoomer Radio. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio with guest host Jane Brown. Good afternoon. We are having a discussion today about uh, the bill that's been proposed in Ottawa, which extends human rights protections to transgender Canadians. And I don't know about you, but I think this is a fascinating discussion. We've been chatting with Maggie Casella, who's in studio with us, an LGBT advocate and an actress and 
a host of television, a lawyer, as I later find out. Oh, yeah. Jack of all <laughs> trades. Jill of all trades, master of none. <laughs> we also have on the line with us uh, Robin Letson from 519 Outreach Toronto, an organization at the center of the LGBT community in Toronto and across Canada since the mid-1970s. Uh, to both of you, and maybe we'll start with Maggie, since you do hold dual citizenship, your thoughts about what's happening in the United States. It, it seems to have been an explosion, this whole concept of the so-called bathroom laws. Well, I'm going to tell you what I think happened there. Okay, what I think happened there is that they lost at the Supreme Court level on gay marriage. And um, you know, people who are against thing in, things in the states don't like to lose. So, okay, we can't fight that. So now we're just going to just completely try to crush the trans people who don't actually aren't covered um, by these ridiculous uh, bathroom bills, which, you know, uh, Obama kind of took care of uh, last week um, by signing an order, which really It's, you know, I didn't read it about it extensively, but what it does effectively do is it threatens the states who uh, don't uh, comply with uh, this equality measure with fund by taking away their funding. Um, And that's what the federal government can do in the states. Right. So Obama is not going out with a whimper. He's like, like, okay, if you won't do it, I'll do it Mm -hmm. kind of thing. But I see part of um, uh, trans people getting their their butts kicked in the states as a backlash to the fact that uh, these these right wing nuts, as I like to call them, lost on the front of gay marriage. And so now they're going to fight wherever they can. Of course, trans people don't have their rights in the States. So uh, that complicates things. North Carolina, Mississippi, all of that stuff. Um, it's it's causing it's costing them. And I think that's also something to note, you know, that people like Bruce Springsteen and businesses and the NCAA and are like, you know what, clean up your act or we're not coming there. And this is what I mean by this. This, this, this things have sort of sped up in that people also have other issues, which I think they are more, uh, I don't know, I always like to to reduce it to, you know what, have a nice cup of mind your own business Mm -hmm. um, in terms of this isn't something that you need to be concerned with in in terms of stopping people from living their lives. I guess what some people are 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 trying to articulate or what, what they're trying to do in support of these bathroom laws is they don't want to feel uncomfortable in what they feel is a gender-specific area, such as a washroom. What do you say to that, Robin? Sorry, can you just clarify that question a little bit? When you say some people, do you mean trans folks? No, I mean uh, people who individual who who identify with being either male or female. I Which think you mean cisgendered people. Cisgendered people. Well, right? okay. okay, that's a new that's a new term for me today. But though, but cisgender people people who identify with being male or female from birth mm-hmm. uh, feel uncomfortable with having someone who's mm-hmm. a transgender person who they feel doesn't identify with the service that they are enjoying because of their gender from birth. Right. And I think that's why when we frame this in a kind of rights framework as, you know, equal rights, it's, you know, I think that puts it in perspective, right? The, the rights of trans folks to comfortably use a washroom are equally as important as the rights of cis folks to comfortably use whichever washroom, you know, they'd like to use. So, and, and up until 
now and, and, you know, until this bill passes and even after this bill passes, we've got a lot of work to do to actually bear out that statement of equality, you know, that understanding that, you know, for, for a trans person to use a bathroom, you know, to be forced to use a bathroom, you know, based on their assigned sex at birth is, is, is incom- uh, like uncomfortable at at best, like traumatic at worst, right? Was this so, a problem? I mean, before it was made an issue. Well, I've been, st- look, I, you I, know? Mean, I, I had long blonde hair until three years ago and literally can't tell you how many times with my hair under a baseball cap, I have been told that this is the woman's room. Okay. And I, I, I mean, I don't know what to say to that. So other than these people seemed nervous and whatever. And, I, and so I, I think... People always are, again, that need to know. And Robin, stop me if, if, you, if you think mm-hmm. I'm wrong, but there, there, there is that odd need to know mm-hmm. what someone is so that mm-hmm. p- people can relate to them based on how they think they should relate to a person of a gender. And I think really the trans movement is going to move people along in their sort of... Uh, in, in their growth of how how we should be treating each other, because part of what gets in the way in human relationships, I think, is the part where it's like, Ooh, what are you and how do I right. treat you based on right. it's are whole, you a man or a woman? The whole thing right. of fear. And, and re- I want to hear from the Zoomers in the audience who are gay, trans or bisexual, who as by the very nature of your age, You've experienced discrimination. 416 360 Maggie, you're saying... Uh, can I pick up on that? I don't sure. think it's just fear. And again, Robin, let me know. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think what it is, is... You know, I don't know what you are, Jane. I mean, are you a heterosexual woman? I mean, it's none of my business, but I'm saying you probably have a certain way of reacting when you engage with a man and a certain way of reaction when you engage with If you are, I don't know if you're single, if you're trying to date a man. I mean, all of those things come into play when people interact. meet someone, interact yes. for the first time. Some of it isn't fear. Some of it is the confines of how we were raised. And I think if you look generationally, um, I know that, you know, having been in this, you know, outed when I was 17 at a time that was not so friendly to be outed and living as I live now and hearing some people my age say stuff like, are someone gay or straight? I'm like, you know, you date yourself. Go talk to a teenager. <laughs> like, they're like, whatever, I kissed a boy, I kissed a girl. Some of them who are fortunate enough to grow up in a in an area where, you know, we all know that, that this is uh, – that, that, Many of these things exist on a on a spectrum. You must feel so good about the younger generation that they are able to live in a way. I mean, at least in the well, city of the Toronto, they're lazy and they listen to weird music. <laughs> yeah, but hey, I was just my mom. <laughs> I love doing that. Except that's not gender specific. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Anyway, no, no. no I'm just. But they, but it's a whole different world now to be able to say this is who I am. This I, is who I, I love. I, I I and to the extent that again, you know, it's different all over the world. You know, we're having this conversation in North America. We're having it in Canada. Even the United States is better, certainly, on a lot of this stuff than than Russia, okay? Or worse than Russia, places where you can literally be killed for, uh, you know, your sexuality or your gender. Some places, though, you know, there are certain countries where and, and I may be getting too deep into this, and Robin, again, jump in, let me know, where people will actually transition because they could be killed because they're gay. So they're actually literally better off 
changing genders and living as a heterosexual in their new gender, if you will, because that's how it's seen. Robin, are you following me? Mm -hmm. Um, So So, and what do you think about that, Robin? I mean, we've come so far in Canada. Mm -hmm. Most people like Walter, who called in to say that he had a trans friend for 43 years before the individual died. We have come far as as a Canadian society, and I truly do believe there will be very little reaction to this proposed legislation. And yet there is so much backward thinking around the world. How do you how do you justify equate that in your mind? Well, I mean, I think, yeah, I think you're both right. I mean, here at the 519, one of our biggest programs is our LGBTQ newcomer program. So, um our programming here that works with refugee claimants, um, convention refugees, uh, newly permanent residents to Canada. Um, we've seen a huge influx in numbers uh, in, within that program, folks who are fleeing you know, unimaginable violence um, in their countries of origin based on their sexual orientation and gender identity. Um, so, I mean, you know, I think we here at the 519 feel really privileged to be in a position where we can provide services and a safe space to those folks who have survived through so much. Back to the phones here on Fight Back with Libby Snymer. I'm Jane Brown, filling in for the next couple of days. Uh, we want to go to David in Toronto. You want to add something to the conversation, David, go ahead. Oh, wait, we're just waiting to get David on the line there. David, go ahead. What would you like to say? Well, uh, just commenting on some of the uh, misinformation that I personally believe. I'm not a member of that community that's, uh, that's out there. And, but and, uh, what is, So you're saying that, are, do you feel misinformed or you just think that there's misinformation in general? Well, I think uh, the people in that room are, are, have some misinformation regarding in North Carolina. As an example, they were saying some corporations are boycotting going to North Carolina because of the bathroom law. Yeah, PayPal is one of them. Well, well, first of all, I'm heterosexual. I'm not a member of that community. But uh, I think, in my own personal opinion, this is ridiculous. You know, if you're a boy, use a boy's washroom. If you're a woman, use a woman's washroom. Now, I don't mean to be insensitive, but how would you be, let's say, at the uh, sporting event, and uh, you have a woman's washroom, and you got like five, six guys go in there and use the woman's washroom. Or if you're a parent and you have your daughter in a woman's washroom, and you got a few big guys that go into a woman's washroom because it's it's carte blanche, do whatever you want. But but Dave, that's that exactly issue. what we're saying is that if you're uh, if you identify as a guy, you go in the men's room. If you identify a woman, you go in the woman's room. So I, I don't understand where we I don't understand where we're disagreeing here. You're saying the same thing I am. Well, I mean, uh, from what I'm heard what the LGBT they're saying that if you're if you're a transgender and you want to identify with using the woman's washroom even though you're physically a male that you can do that and that's where North Carolina is saying well no I mean you go into the washroom where if you're a man you use a man if you're a woman it's your woman but these people are these people are legally wrecking some of them many of them I, I, I'm, I'm leaving out the people who are intersex, I guess, right now, Robin, just for the sake of argument. But many of them are legally now uh, male and female. So the, they are recognized as, uh, as a, a man and as a woman. And are you saying that, have you ever like, thought about like, what it would be like to see someone who you would see maybe passing by on the street, Dave, and not 
know that that person was transgender and that person may look a lot like you. And now that person is in, you know, a, a, I don't I, I'm not trying to oversimplify, but that person walks into a woman's washroom because you, Dave, somehow think that person is less of a man than you are. Um, that would be, I think, intimidating to the women in the women's well, washroom. Well, that's a good point, too. Uh, I know so many uh, trans men who, yeah. uh, in, a, in a million years, I, 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 unless they told me, I would not know that they were trans. I think what David is speaking to here is, as a parent of young children, you don't want somebody who might be preying on your children to use this transgender. And why would any that of those people never, be praying? Oh, hang on. Well, how would you, how would no you ladies feel? Well, hang on, just David, yeah. let's let Robin speak. Go ahead, Robin. Yeah, 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 go ahead. I just, I mean, that's that that is a, a kind of this mythical situation that comes up a lot when we talk about the rights of trans folks to use the bathrooms of their gender. Um, you know that it's that it's you know it will become this issue of people preying on young children. I just wanted to put out that that that's never like the. There have never been any cases of that happening, so that's a that's a myth. It's not founded in in reality. It's founded in hate and fear, right? Well, and I mean, and a cons and a concept of concern. Well, uh, okay. As women, how would you feel if a man, if you went to a woman's washroom and a man came in the woman's washroom to use it? Would you be comfortable? Would you feel concerned at all like that? You mean of someone who we who we think if you if you came in. If you came into the washroom, <laughs> I, like, I mean, well, honestly, well, Dave, I don't want to be a jerk, but we use we use the men's room all the time when the line's too long, right? You know that, right? But it could be anybody. Like, I mean, if you're saying, like, if I want to use a woman's washroom, I should be able to use a woman's washroom. Like, I mean, let me go use it. How would you No, you that? you don't identify as a woman, Dave. Okay, if a trans man walked in the woman's washroom, I wouldn't know if a trans man was a trans man or Dave, but, but a man. So how how can you how can you um, uh, differentiate? You know, if if the law says that I can use a woman's washroom, well, hey, but me Dave, and my buddies you, were at a ball game. Let's all go to the woman's washroom. Okay, like, Dave, I, mean, I do take your I do we do take your point, and we do uh, we do appreciate that you've called in to express your opinion. One more call, and then we got to go, and then we're going to talk about K cups. Are we brewing our coffee in the most environmentally sensitive way possible? No. no. Uh, but first, John and Brampton, go ahead. You're the final word on this. Hello. Hi, John. Go ahead quickly. Oh, you're talking with John? Yes. Okay, this is John from Brampton. Okay. It is very simple. We make so much fuss about it. In Toronto, Ontario, Canada, I never think to be politically correct. Now, the thing is this, that here in Toronto, we speak 180 language. We are. We might speak the same language as you speak as I'm speaking now, but remember one thing: that we are come from a different culture. Somebody feel uncomfortable that a woman goes to a man washroom and a man goes to a woman washroom. This is have to stop. This is not about. And, and I think I think this is, and I'm going to let you go, John. Thank you for your call. I think that this is where education comes in. I think that we all feel differently about transgender people than we did even say five or ten years ago. Well, it's not. I have, a, but also would like to say this to John and Dave. It's not going to stop. So get used to it, and 
learn to evolve, my friends, because we all have to. (laughs) Maggie Casella, thank you for coming in. We really appreciate it. And Robin Letson on the phone. Thanks for the conversation. Thank you. Coming up next here on Fight Back with Libby Snymer, Jane Brown in Today and Tomorrow, how to reverse our use of environmentally insensitive K-cups. That's coming up next. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads. Idea City on the air and The Garden Show.